It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A great family vacation doesn't last a day, a night, or even a week. It stays with you year after year. This summer, plan a trip to Great Wolf Lodge Indoor Water Park Resort, where every second is packed with adventure and every memory is one for the ages. Howl side-by-side side down giant water slides, play indoors and out, or watch your children's face light up at the log cabin inside their hotel room. Seasons come and go, but Great Wolf memories will last a lifetime. Visit GreatWolf.com for details on how to save up to 30% on your summer getaway. New England Patriots coverage on CLNSRadio.com. We want to hear from you, so call in right now. The phone lines are open, 929-477-2386. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show. Happy New Year's to you all. The Patriots just beat the Dolphins 35-14. to and now the road to the playoffs goes through Foxborough. And your host, Marvin, is on. I also got my co-host with me, Mr. Mike Knight. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone out there, all of Pats Nation. The regular season for the New England Patriots has finally come to an end. And like you said, we now know that the road to the Super Bowl will be going through Gillette Stadium. Patriots secured the win today down in Miami. And now all the attention turns to the playoffs. All the road, and we all got our guy Mike Alonji running the switchboards. Mike, happy New Year's, man! Happy New Year, guys! Uh, great way to kick off the new year. Uh, definitely a good win for the Patriots. It looked like it was going to be a lot more lopsided uh, than it ended up being at the beginning, but still, I mean, we saw another great performance by the defense today. Uh, but I'm going to come right out and say it right now, I've already got. I know we're waiting until the end of the show for our star of the game, but my star of the game already is Michael Floyd. I think he the what he did today is all he needs to do in the playoffs to make this a great signing by the Patriots. Uh, he was unbelievable today. That that touchdown reception was unreal. He fought through, what, four tacklers to get that touchdown? That was unbelievable. And then that block on uh, Tony Jesus. Lippett. Poor Tony Lippett. I'm not even sure if he knows where he is right now. So uh, he, he had a great showing in his first, you know, real action with the Patriots. I was really impressed. And – you know, you saw Brady looking to him a few times. I think that's going to be uh, some instant chemistry right there. I really liked what I saw from them. Yeah, Michael Floyd was amazing out there. Three receptions, 36 yards, and that touchdown that you mentioned, Alonji, where he had four to six guys on him, and he just he fought there. And that block, Mike, looked like he caught a body. It was a vicious hit, and that's 
those are plays right there that you need from a Patriots team. You, sh- you know, shows that toughness and it shows that he's he's really about he's all in in being a Patriot. Yeah, man, absolutely. You got to give him all the credit. You know, he's put in the work ever since uh, he's he's arrived in New England. Whether people like this like the signing or not, you know, as the week's gone on. He's done work. He's prepared. And on top of that, on the side, you know, they said that Jacoby Brissett has spent a lot of time working with him, getting him up to speed with the playbook and whatnot. So it's good to see him have a game like he did today. And, you know, from what we saw today, hopefully it, the trend continues. And, you know, in the playoff games, he has a huge role. And he just ha- adds on to the various weapons that Tom Brady has. You know, Malcolm Floyd, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. Uh, we'll see what Amendola's health is looking like. Uh, James White, you know, various weapons. Martell has meant various weapons. Hopefully Malcolm Mitchell as well. He gets back healthy. A lot of weapons there. So, you know, it remains to be seen, but it's good to see Malcolm Floyd really have a role in the offense today. And, you know, this is in the final week, week 17. There were some records that were broken today. Brady had a 28 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio, and that is now the best in NFL history and Patriots in total only threw two interceptions all year and that's setting that's also setting a new NFL record the previous record was five and just to put that in perspective Mark Sanchez threw what two interceptions today on 13 passes so that just tells you how great this Patriots team is and Brady seems like he's throwing less and less touch interceptions as the years go by absolutely man he's just he's just a machine out there and the way he's able to find guys and just avoid the turnovers and make sure he's getting the ball in the right places for his receivers is unbelievable. And then on top of that, breaking that record, he moves up into fourth place all time in passing yards uh, behind uh, Manning, Favre and Drew Brees. You know, I think he passed Dan Marino. So Brady's just doing it all at 39 years old, breaking records, moving up in the record books. What a guy he is. That's why he is the GOAT. We're definitely going to talk about Brady going forward, especially if he's the MVP of the 2016 NFL season. But let's now open up the Blue Apron call lines. Get three free meals with free shipping by simply going to blueapron.com slash patriots. You can call in at 929-477-2386. Once again, you can call in at 929-477-2386. We got our guy Nick from Tampa, Nick. 35-14. What did you like in this game, man? DJ Mees, Mike Nice, Michael Longy. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year, my friend. How you doing, Year's, man? It's good to hear from you, as always, every single week. I try to be as loyal as I can be, even on New Year's Day, nursing a hangover still. You know, you got to <laughs> wake up early. got to wake up early and watch the Patriots secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs and doing it in record-breaking fashion. You guys already pretty much touched on everything that I wanted to touch on, the 28 touchdowns to two interceptions, best uh, TD to INT ratio of a quarterback of all time, and it comes from a 39-year-old quarterback at that. So, I mean, fantastic. Alonji, he already got to my player of the game. It wasn't as much. I mean, the, the touchdown was fantastic, but the way he laid that block was just... Ooh, it was just something to, to – I, I, I actually rec- I recorded the highlight with my MacBook. I was sitting there on my, on my big screen, and I recorded it with my little uh, my little uh, iPad. That's what it is, my iPad. And I just kept rewinding and rewinding and rewinding because I don't have a DVR. So I just kept rewinding and watching that hit on what was his name, Lippitt or whatever his name is, Tippett, just boom, boom, yeah. every single time. <laughs> 
that shows you a guy that's not just there to play to get his stats. That shows you he wants to be part of this team. He wants to be an integral part of this team. He's not just there to get the touchdowns and catch passes from the greatest quarterback to ever live. Indisputable, undeniable Tom Brady. He's there to make plays for his teammates as well. That wouldn't have been a touchdown for for Julian Edelman had uh, Michael Floyd not made that block. And that block basically changed the entire uh, the entire atmosphere of that game at that point. The, the Dolphins had uh, momentum at that moment, and we needed a touchdown because it was getting a little – and I know, I know other Pats fans, I couldn't have been the only one, felt a little bit uncomfortable. And that block and then the touchdown that that block helped to achieve, that just swung the entire momentum. And then after that, it just basically – when you see Ndamukan Sue getting, you know, chippy and getting all, you know, whiny as he usually does – that's just a sign that, you know, the game is a wrap. And I, I would love to see a matchup between LeGarrette Blunt and Adamican Sue one day in a, in a squared circle, in a, in a ring, in a cage, somewhere like that, because I'd put my money as, as, as tough as Adamican Sue is. I'd put my money on my man LeGarrette Blunt, who, of course, I have to mention him every week since he's, he's my boy from, uh, from down here, played a couple of years in, in Tampa. Had his touchdown, uh, rushed for, uh, I think, three three yards of carry, 54 yards, 52 yards, something like that. And then the defense. I mean, has has is it just me or has Logan Ryan really stepped up his game from being a guy that everybody loved to hate to being a guy now that's making his tackles, he's making interceptions, and he's really doing his thing. I mean, and Devin McCourty, who looked like he may be slipping earlier in the season, uh, forcing fumbles, which, of course, we know McClellan had that long uh, fumble return, which basically sealed the game for us. This defense looked like it looked like it might have been struggling. I think there was maybe five minutes of this game, the very last couple of minutes of the of the uh, the first half and the very first couple of minutes of the second half, where the defense had a couple of slip ups, and the rest of the game was basically obviously was a shutout. It was just a complete shutout by this defense. And this offense dominated as well. Just fantastic, and it feels good. I know 14-2 and two is nothing unusual for this Patriots team, but it feels good to actually know the Patriots sealed the deal this year, and the AFC has to go through Foxborough uh, throughout the, the playoffs. It's just fantastic. It's a good feeling. It's a good New Year's Eve present, good way to start off the New Year. Sure is. Sure is indeed. All right, Nick, thank you very much, man, for calling every week, 2017. We hope for a Super Bowl ring. I appreciate you guys always. Every single week, y'all got the best uh, Patriots coverage on uh, the blogosphere, on the podcastosphere, whatever you want to call it. I always tune into you guys every single week. Uh, we appreciate you, Nick. Thank you very much, man. Happy New Year. You too. Yeah, Mike, Nick brought up LeGarrette Blunt, and he also broke a record, you know, a tighter record. LeGarrette Blunt now has 18 rushing touchdowns this season. That's the most by anyone since Adrian Peterson had 18 for the Vikings in 2009. That's when Adrian Peterson had that incredible comeback year, MVP-type season. And he wasn't a pro bowler, Mike, but he's definitely going to be make an all-pro team, maybe the second all-pro team or third because he deserves it. He's been playing out of his mind. And who would have thought coming into this season, LeGarrette Blunt, who some people, even we were saying that he might not even be on this team, has 18 rushing touchdowns. And it's not just the touchdowns. He's, he's rushed over 1,000 yards. He's been 
unbelievable all year. Like Garrett Blount, 18 TD. Uh, yeah, Marv, we lost uh, Mike Nice real quick, but I, I'll just say I'm with you. I had no idea that LeGarrette Blunt was going to have the season he had. I kind of was more leaning towards that side that, well, yeah, maybe he might get cut. We heard a lot of talk about Tyler Gaffney early in the yeah. year and stuff like that. So, you know, Deion Lewis is hell. James White, what is he going to do? So there was a lot of questions about LeGarrette Blunt, And – I don't know. I think he probably put all those questions to bed. I think, you know, you rush for 18 touchdowns in a season. You know, this Patriots team is not known by any means as a, as a ground and pound type team. And yet they still were able to, to bust it in there from, you know, I, I saw the stat on Twitter today, LeGarrette Blunt leads the league in rushing touchdowns from the one yard line. He has 11. So, I mean, wow. they, can, they can pound it in when they need to. And it's, it's been really impressive. It's been all him. They've been doing it against all types of defenses, even hard-nosed rushing, rushing defenses like Baltimore. We've seen it against the Texans. It, they don't care. LeGarrette Blunt is going to rush it down the middle, rush it down their throat. And now you see during the end of this year that the play action has been unbelievable coming towards the end of the year because you have to respect Blunt, you have to respect Lewis, and you've seen guys like Edelman get open, like Floyd in this game get open a couple of times and opens up the field for Chris Hogan as well. So the play action is going to be very key coming into the playoffs because now teams have to respect LeGarrette Blunt and the running. You don't know what Brady can do because he'll have more confidence in checking down plays to LeGarrette Blunt and Deion Lewis. You know what's crazy? The stat that that Alondre just said there that you know Legarrette Blunt leads the leads the league is the most rushing touchdowns from the one yard line. In the beginning of the season, you know that's all that's all I asked of Legarrette Blunt. That's all we asked of Legarrette Blunt, just to hopefully be that guy, you know, on, on goal line situations or, or short yardage situation. You know, hand him the ball and he should be able to pick up that one yard or two yards or whatever the case may be, and that will be his role and the majority of everything else might go through, you know, Deion Lewis when he got back or James White. Now, this guy's taken that role, and he's absolutely went crazy with it, leading the leads in touchdowns from the one-yard line and then doing everything else he does on the field, you know, finishing the season with 18 rushing touchdowns, which is the most uh, for running back since uh, Adrian Peterson, I want to say, what, 2006? Um, so, yeah, this guy – 2009. 2009, Sorry. This guy, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, you know, I made, made me eat my words from earlier in the season. You know, as this season went on, you know, Nick from Tampa has always been hyping him up. You know, we watched him play uh, throughout the season, and he's definitely made me eat my words. And I'm a believer in LeGarrette Blunt now. I don't know if this will be a fluke season. He'll come back and do it again. You know, he's not one of the younger running backs in the league, but I give him all the credit for the seasons he's definitely had for the Patriots. That's a good point you bring up. You know, Patriots signed him over for cheap. They got him for a year, and he's had a great season. But do the Patriots make that move and, you know, sign him to a multi-year contract, two, three years? And I don't know they do. You know, he's he's in his 30s now. We all know what happens to running backs once they reach that 30-year-old that plateau. They, they're they start to decrease. He's a, he's a hard-banging running back. He takes a lot of hits, and we know what the Patriots are like when it comes to re-signing players or, or just giving money out anyways. They're very cheap with it. So it's going to be an inch. That's another storyline to look into what happens to LeGarrette Blunt coming off this season. Another man I want to speak of that had a career reception is Julian Edelman. We spoke on the block that Michael Floyd had, but Julian Edelman's 77-yard touchdown reception was his longest reception of his career. 
and he broke the most yards he's had in a receiving game with 151, I believe. I'm going to go back and check, but his career was 141, and he surpassed that with 155 this week. So Edelman, is, he's hitting his stride at the perfect time. I know early in the season, we weren't sure how Edelman was. Was he healthy? He came off limping a little bit early in this game as well, but he seems like he's ready to go. And without Gronkowski, this Patriots offense is moving 35 points easily, it seemed like, during this game. The thing with this Patriots offense, and it's crazy, we say this all the time, or we've been saying especially a lot this season, they have so many weapons. And Julian Edelman, you know, see, last season, the season before, we saw Tom Brady just forcing it, forcing it, forcing it to him over and over again. Julian Edelman would end, end games with, you know, 10, 15-plus targets. Uh, he'd make a lot of receptions too. So it's good to know that, He's still over-reliable. You know, anytime Tom Brady needs to get something done, you know, luckily Julian Edelman is there to step up when we need him, when they need him, and to make big plays down down the field uh, for for this team. But uh, next to him, you know, Malcolm Floyd, Chris Hogan, guys that we repeatedly uh, name over and over again can all step up. But Julian Edelman, when it's all said and done, you know Tom Brady is probably looking at, him as his first option when he drops back or a shotgun or whatever the case may be. His eyes probably go to Edelman first to see what's, Ed, what's my boy Edelman doing. Is my boy Edelman open? And But he makes the play happen either way, so it's good to see for sure. Yeah, Tom Brady, 25 for 33, 276 yards, three touchdowns. And after words from my sponsors, we're going to talk about is Brady in the MVP of the NFL this year. The workers who have succeeded in this new economy are those who know how to decide for themselves how to spend their time and allocate their energy. They understand how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make choices about which projects to pursue. People who know how to self-motivate, according to studies, earn more money than their peers, report higher levels of happiness, and say they are more satisfied with their families, jobs, and lives. The preceding excerpt is from Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit audiobook, published by Random House Audio. Audible is the leading source of audiobooks online, and to get access to audiobooks such as this, along with a free 30-day trial, log on to audiblepodcast.com slash try now. Thanks to everyone who downloaded the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the free CLNS Radio mobile app. Another game is in the books for the four-time Super Bowl champions. Before you know it, another week of football will be upon us, and we here at the Patriots D Podcast will have you covered. We'll provide the most in-depth breakdown of the most recent Patriots game, reaction to all the transpirings throughout the week, all while looking ahead by providing a featured interview as we go behind enemy lines of the Pats' next opponent. It's all on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. Released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Time on clnsradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. New England Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins 35-14. to Patriots are now 14-2, won all their road games 8-0, and the road to the playoffs goes through Foxborough. Tom Brady went went eleven and one with this team, and even though he missed four games, he is in the MVP conversation. 
And we, I'm saying, why not? 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's just been brilliant. You've seen how the offense changed once he came in. you got guys like Chris Hogan involved, Martellus Bennett. When Gronk was in there, he was doing usual Gronk things, getting everybody involved. And it's going to be tough. This is not going to be, you know, Tom Brady's clear-cut MVP. you got guys like Matt Ryan. you got Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Unfortunately, Dak Carr got hurt in the last week. We don't know if that's going to, you know, damage his MVP conversations talk but he had a hell of a year as well but you have to give Tom Brady a lot of consideration even the nod maybe to win MVP this year on what he's done Tom Brady's my NFL MVP Tom Brady's my MVP you know I look at the man's work that he's done and he's missed four games in the season and yes you Dak Prescott has had a great rookie season one of the great rookie season we've seen over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's also having a great season. You know, I think I don't think people are really talking about him as much anymore. Matt Ryan, of course, has, has been unbelievable for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, some people are even talking about how uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers are making a run uh, uh, coming down the stretch here and, you know, marching their way to the postseason. But if I'm looking at Tom Brady, I understand – that this guy missed four games in a season, and think of the records he's broken since since he's he's been back on the field. He's moved up in different categories, whether it be passing touchdowns or passing yards. You know, he just ended the game and got uh, NFL, you know, the record for the touchdown uh, interception ratio, best ever in NFL history. This guy, I think, what it boils down to, people really need to look at, is the fact that. If he did, the stats that he's ending the year with, 29 touchdowns, I think, two interceptions. Uh, I don't know the yards, in, uh, how many yards he has in total. But if you were to let Tom Brady play those first four games of the season, think of his stats and what they would be with a healthy, or with a Tom Brady playing all 16 games. That's what I think it boils down to. Understand he doesn't have as many touchdowns as, as Matt Ryan or as many yards, passing yards. He missed a certain amount of games. I understand that. But I think a lot of people, the people that vote especially, just need to understand if he played in those games, his stats right now would be off the charts. And I think that's what the people need to really look at. Do you think age also has a factor into this? I mean, the man is 39 years it old. And it's short. Oh, it's short. His numbers crazily. It and definitely should. So definitely, age is definitely. definitely a factor. Yeah, I would say so for sure. I mean, <laughs> please tell me a quarterback at 39 years old that looks like a like a like a surgeon on the field. Nobody at 39 played like this. I don't care if you look at whatever quarterback we saw Peyton Manning last season sucked. You know, Brett Favre when he hit 39 sucked. Uh, I whatever other quarterbacks you want to name, nobody at 39 years old is performing at at like Tom Brady at the quarterback position. No way, no how. In my opinion, I don't. I understand people might say, "Oh, you're just a homer. I'm just a Patriots fan." Whatever the case may be, I'm I'm trying to look at it and make it sound just from the outside looking in. This guy put together this incredible season, and if he had played those four games, <laughs> he would have just blew away a lot of different categories 
maybe passing yards, maybe touchdowns. You think of he probably would have been leading the league in touchdowns for all we know. You know, he would have been on top of a lot of categories. And, and think and think about the um think about the early opponents too. Those are easy schedules that Brady could have really exposed in that year and throw thrown huge numbers to even pad those stats some more. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with that a hundred percent, man. You got to give it to him, Marv. I, I feel like you just got to give him the nod after all he's done. I think that's just what it boils down to. But I don't vote. You know, I don't make those decisions. The people, the whoever will vote, you know, some people hate Brady. A lot of people hate the success that Brady and the Patriots have. So we'll see how that plays a part into it. But, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it, You can make a strong argument. I don't want to hear people, why well, he just missed four games. Get that out of here. You can make a strong case for him being the MVP of the league. Let's continue the conversation. We're about to enter our segment with Tyler Trudeau. Tyler Trudeau, CLNS Radio Video Correspondent, YouTube.com slash CLNS Radio. Happy New Year, Tyler. We're here talking about Tom Brady. Is he the MVP? What's your take? Happy New Year's, guys. And I honestly think... He should be the MVP, but he is not going to win the MVP. There have been plenty of impressive players. Matt Ryan has had a big comeback season. Julio Jones has been great. Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, all of these players definitely have a case. And unfortunately, even though I believe Tom Brady is the clear choice for the MVP, he's not going to win it just because of the four-game smudge of the deflate gate. And it's very sad, but it's unfortunately just not going to happen for him this year. But the way he's been playing, if he has a full 16-game season similar to this year, he could easily win it next year. I was talking with my friend today. We think easily he could go three more seasons after this, barring any serious injury. He has been magnificent and just looks like he is 29, even though he's 39. He's just been unbelievable, and I can't wait to see uh, what he can do in the postseason because – he might be great in the regular season, but Brady shines in the postseason. We saw uh, Michael Floyd had a huge game today, really, you know, getting involved offensively. Tom Brady's looking for him. He had that great touchdown run where he just powered his way into the end zone. How big will he be for the Patriots as they go through the postseason? I think he's going to keep getting more looks and more touches in the offense the more time he spends with the team. He's clearly starting to get comfortable. The fact that they threw to him last week was shocking to me, but he made his first completion, and that was great. He had an excellent touchdown today, like you said, and really is just showing a lot of effort out there. He realizes that this is his kind of last chance. He's had problems in the past, and he wants to show the Patriots that he is worth taking their their chance on. There's obviously some suspected suspension time, possibly even some jail time for Michael Floyd. So he is really trying to show to not even the Patriots, the entire league, that he is worth uh, a team's look, even with all this bad stuff uh, that has popped up for him with the DUI case and everything. I was extremely happy with his production, and I can't wait to see him get more involved, especially without Gronkowski there, who – they could have used him a couple of times today, it seemed like. There were a couple of third-and-long situations where I was thinking, oh, this is usually when they throw to Gronk, but they don't have him. Even though the Patriots' offense seems like they haven't skipped a beat, they are going to be missing Gronk, especially when it comes to the playoff times when these games are getting closer, when every 
drive matters. And just having a top receiver like Michael Floyd on the field getting more comfortable with Tom Brady, it's just going to cause headaches for teams. Edelman had a great game. Amendola could be back soon. The running game is looking good. There are so many ways that this Patriots team can beat you. And the fact that they added Michael Floyd seems a little crazy, but it's happening, and he's only going to get more comfortable in the system. My MVP for this team is not Tom Brady. It's not LeGarrette Blunt. It's the whole offensive line. This is another week where Brady went untouched. You're going up against Consul, Cameron Wake, Monsters, Beast on the line, and they shut them out again this week. You know, we didn't hear nothing from Von Miller. When J.J. Watt, we didn't hear nothing from him. These guys are shutting down big name, and Brady went untouched. How incredible is this offensive line, and this I believe is going to be the key for the playoffs. It is definitely going to be the key because if you look at last season, the offensive line is what kept the Patriots from getting into the Super Bowl. They were literally like a damp piece of paper. Von Miller was able to rip right through them easily. And this year it is a completely different story. I don't think they've given them been given enough credit by the league or anyone at all because you're never going to hear the praises of the offensive line except for probably the Dallas offensive line. But Brady has not been touched, and this is going to be key for not only the playoffs but for the rest of Brady's career. The longer that they can keep him safe and protected, the longer Brady is going to be able to play at this high level that he's been playing at for the past season. So I can see why you think that the offensive line is the real MVP of the Patriots because they have been able to allow Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jacoby Brissett to – do their job and do it comfortably without being punished and taking too many bad hits. When you look at this team defensively, you've got a guy like Logan Ryan who stepped up today. Uh, you know, another guy forcing a fumble and had that huge play uh, late in the game. Who had that fumble return? Wow, that name completely just left my head. McClellan? McClellan, yes. When you look at this team, and now that this team, uh, the defense is really forcing a lot of turnovers, how huge can this be in the playoffs? Obviously, you might have to face a team like uh, a huge offensive with a lot of offensive threats like the Pittsburgh Steelers. How big are, are those type of plays going to be if you have Logan Ryan intercepting McClellan, you know, forcing fumbles, these guys up front? How big is that going to be if you're going to get against juggernauts like a Pittsburgh Steelers or something like that? Turnovers are key every single game, but especially in the playoffs, they kind of make or break. You can look back at almost any playoff game, and it could easily have all changed because of one turnover. Look at the Super Bowl, the interception that saved the world with Malcolm Butler. Everything is going to come down to who can make a big play, who can step up and make a big play. McClellan stepped up. He had a 69-yard return, I believe. That was incredible, and that will be huge coming around to playoff time because when you're facing a team like the Steelers, they're going to be it's going to be a shootout with Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. They are going to be able to put up points with Davian Bell, and if you can get them to turn over the ball once, that is one less off field and score and hurt you, and it puts yourself in a much better position to be able to 
set up shop, get Brady in a comfortable position to be able to get them into the red zone, get a good field goal at least. Turnovers are going to be huge, and it's huge that this Patriots team, who earlier in the year really did not turn the ball, uh, did not force any turnovers at all, and that was one of the big concerns of the Patriots was that no one's being a playmaker, no one's stepping up. They traded away Jamie Collins, who they thought, oh, this is our biggest playmaker. No, I guess not. He's gone now. And now this team seems to be really comfortable in its defensive set. They did struggle a little bit today. Matt Moore was clicking with his receivers, but they were able to step up when they needed him most. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Tyler Chadot, once again for your insight on this game, the last game of the regular season, and we look forward to hearing you once this playoff time, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, guys. Can't wait for the playoffs. Talk to you later. (laughs) All right, man. Take it easy. Okay. Mike, in a year where both teams last year that went to the Super Bowl are not making it into the playoffs, the Patriots continue to be consistent. And with a defiant win like this, I I don't see any team in the AFC stopping the Patriots right now, especially at Gillette. I agree with you 100%. Like I've always said and stated over the years, when the Patriots are playing at Gillette Stadium, I can never bet against them. I never feel like they will lose at home. And, I mean, just looking at the bigger bigger picture, you know, obviously another successful year for the Patriots. And it's something that New England fans are used to. But it's like this franchise, and over the last, you know, 15, 16 years, just, uh, since Belichick has just uh, taken over and Brady has been there, I, this, this team, this organization has just been a juggernaut year in and year out. You know, obviously it's not a Super Bowl every year. It's not a, it's not an AC championship game every year, but just the amount of success this team reaches year in, year out over the last, you know, 15 years. It's just, it's great to witness. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I've been a Patriots fan. So, so to me, it's, to us, it's nothing. You know, we see this year in and year out, 14 and two. What else is new? Like the sun going to come up tomorrow. It might rain. Like who knows? Something that we can just, we just expect. The Patriots to have a successful season. And you look at the, like the team, like the Miami Dolphins, 10 and six. Oh, them fans are jumping for joy. Some of the Miami Dolphins fans probably don't even care that they lost today. They're 10 and six and they got a chance to play in the playoffs. Like Christmas has arrived again for them. So, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta really appreciate this New England Patriots. <laughs> excuse me, this New England Patriots team and all that they've been doing. And just another successful year, number one seed, AFC East champs, home field advantage. You know, it, it's, it. You gotta be grateful for these times for sure. Want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsors, Omaha Steaks and Blue Apron. Get the perfect holiday gift in the family gift pack from Omaha Steaks by going to omahasteaks.com. Enter my code BEAT, that's B-E-A-T, in the search bar, and add the family gift pack to your cart for just $49.99. That's a 77% saving. And Blue Apron gives you great food for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers new seasonal recipes each week, along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals at a great price. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping to blueapron.com. Last 
Patriots would love if everyone, if they had interest, will use these promo codes as it is a way way to help support us here at CLNS Radio. Now we're going to move on to our segment with Wes Langley, CLNS Patriots social media coordinator, for his thoughts. Wes, what's going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you doing? We're fine, man. Patriots win 35-14. The road to the playoffs goes to Gillette, just like we would like it to be. First, I want to get your thoughts on this game and the domination of the Patriots. Uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, My observation on it was the amazing offensive line play for the second straight week. uh, Marcus Cannon, he's been solid. Uh, other than uh, that, a couple of holding penalties, everything was perfect. Uh, not everything's going to be perfect, but the great offensive line play, and then our wide receivers, uh, Michael Floyd, he he had a, a great touchdown where he 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 fought the defender off for five yards, and it was a tough physical play. Julian Edelman had eight catches for 150 some yards and a touchdown, uh, just making plays. And then Mar Martell has been at a touchdown. And then I really liked where the, the defense, we held Jay Ajay, uh contained him for 75 yards. He was getting over 100 yards every game. So I really liked how we stopped the run. And then the defense overall, when we needed them the most, we, we made plays, and that was the difference in the game. Were you a big fan of of the Michael Floyd signing? And you know, now that he's here, how how much do you think you know he can help this team and just add to the weapons for for Brady as as they continue their their run through the postseason? That's a great question. I think I absolutely love the Michael Floyd uh, uh, signing when we picked him up on waivers. He's a a big tall receiver, possession receiver. He he's a huge red zone threat. Losing Gronkowski was huge. The adding Floyd uh, really, really helped us uh, after we lost Gronkowski. So I think that could be a difference maker in the playoffs when we're at the goal line and we need a a touchdown and somebody to go to. Another guy who had a great game, who had a touchdown, is Michael Bennett. We've seen that he's – Stepped up a little more of that now that Rob Gronkowski is out and he's been our Reds, Brady's red zone um, target. Do you see Brady going more to Bennett in the red zone? Because it seems to be working so far in these past couple of games. Yes, I do see him going a lot more to Bennett. Him and uh, uh, Martellus are starting to get a, a lot of chemistry. They've um, they played a whole season together now. And uh, I see Bennett uh, getting a, a lot, a lot more targets, especially in the red zone. And then when we have short yardage, uh, that'll be pretty much our, our short yardage game. That and Legarrette will be that. So that's what I think on that. If you had to give an MVP uh, award to a player on the pitches on defense and offense, who would you give it to? If I could do that, uh, I would actually give it to the the offensive line. Uh, the last the last half of the season, they they had been uh, they've been excellent. Um, there's a reason why Tom Brady uh, keeps torching defenses. He's 
thrown 28 touchdowns and only two picks, which makes it the the, the greatest ratio uh, TD to interception ratio in NFL history in a single season. And that says a lot. He's had time to throw. He's it's just a bit difference there. What about, what about on defense? De- defensive wise, um, I really, really like uh, Trey Flowers. He he's came on uh, uh, this season. He's he's rushed the passer. He's uh, stopped the run. He he's been a solid performer. Yeah, Trey Flowers has been huge, especially coming into the second half of this season. Um, one one last question for you, Wes. Going into this playoffs, we already know that it's going through it's going through Gillette, and we all we have to do is two wins and to the Super Bowl. Another last week we were speaking on teams that um, could give us troubles. There any teams that we have the last stadium that you think could still cause the Patriots? a tough matchup in the playoffs? Uh, there's a couple of teams that could give us a matchup. I could see the AFC championship game with the Kansas City Chiefs. I th- I feel like that, 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 that would be an intriguing matchup. I do like it that we're at Gillette. We, of course, we, we did beat them last year in the, the divisional round. And that, that matchup would be the one that I would be a little concerned, but I, I am very optimistic in it as well. Definitely. Kansas City is a team that I'm looking out for as well. I'm not as scared as Pittsburgh as some might be, but that Kansas City's defense knows how to make plays, so we'll see with that. But, Wes, great stuff out there, man. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. No problem. Be Happy sure Year, to man. check out. Be sure to check out West Langley's New England Patriots Nations page and like it on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the real New England Patriots Nation. Mike, a guy brought up to Wes is Michael Bennett. You know, Red Zone, this just seems like he's been catching a touchdown every game now. And Brady's really been looking into the red zone, and that is key. You know, there's no Gronk out there, but when you have a guy like Mike, Mike Mitch, Michael Mitchell, who's been getting red zone targets, Chris Hogan, the deep ball, this random guy, Lengel, who caught another pass today, Ben is still finding himself open in the red zone. Yeah, Bennett has been a great addition to this team. You know, I look forward to hopefully, I hope and pray that we can next season get, you know, Tom Brady obviously playing from the start of the season and have a healthy, fully healthy Bennett and Gronk from the jump, from the get-go. I understand that, you know, obviously it didn't, it didn't work out this year. You know, Bennett had a couple of injuries. Uh, Gronk's out for the season. Brady missed some games. But hopefully it works out. Bennett's back next year. Gronk fully healthy. Tom Brady's still playing out of the top of his game. And we can get that combination from week one and on forward all throughout next season. I'd love to see it. I'm so happy that Bennett's here and the Patriots have two you know, tight ends that when healthy can be an absolute force. So, you know, fingers crossed, prayers up that you can get all those guys healthy and playing at a high level on the field together uh, in the 2017 season. Yeah, and for the most part, this team, Patriots team, not counting Gronkowski, is going into the playoffs 
pretty healthy. You know, Dante Hightower surprisingly played this week. I didn't think he should with that um with that knee injury. You have Michael Mitchell, his his injury doesn't seem to be too concerning. But you have most of your receivers, you have all your running backs. The defense is looking good, it's hit his stride. Yeah, Logan Ryan's the guy that we brought up that really performed these past couple of weeks with two interceptions in the past two weeks, which is great to see because we never we were having questions on who that second cornerback's gonna be. And it looks like they're swapping it between Rowe and Logan Ryan and it's working out perfectly so far. And for the most part, Jarvis Landry, you know, had a great game. Nine nine receptions, eighty plus yards, but Patriots held them in check for only fourteen points. So you can't complain there. Devin McCourty's been a monster as of late in that in that backfield, who I'm thinking is having another all-pro season. He made the Pro Bowl. So the secondary is looking good and healthy, and health is always the key with the Patriots. And every season when you look at this Patriots team, you're saying, okay, this team can really go deep into the playoffs as long as they can stay healthy. Losing Gronk is a huge blow, but because we've lost him for several seasons now, the Patriots know how to adjust and this year you go out and you get a Chris Hogan you go out and you get a Bennett all those factors you know add into helping this season helping this team really recuperate if Gronkowski were to go down and he didn't they're still scoring 35 points and they missed a couple of red zone plays where it could have been more than 35 could have been 40 plus points on this team so this offense is rolling with or without Gronkowski Health is key, man. Like you said just now, health is key. You want a healthy team going into the playoffs. And one thing that I said to you, you know, when we were watching the game earlier, sometimes when the, in, these, in these games later in the season, especially especially when the Patriots, especially when your team has, you know, things locked up in terms of playoffs or whatever the case may be, sometimes you watch these games later in the season and all you do is sit there and hope that just nobody gets hurt. We know that very well here in New England, how a player can get hurt in a pretty much a meaningless game. You know, we saw Wes Welker. Uh, he, he, he saw him go down a couple seasons ago uh, with an injury that put him out for the playoffs, which really hurt hurt the Patriots' chances that, that season. But, you know, they got through this game. You know, obviously it's, it, it's football, so a couple guys probably banged up or whatnot. But for the most part, you know, Patriots leave – left today's game with everybody pretty much healthy <clears throat> and with that bye week you know players get all the time they need to really rest up recuperate and be prepared to play in that divisional divisional round and we're now going to swing it to Mike Alonji and he's going to let us know what's going on around the NFL Thanks, Mark. Today's NFL scores are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter allows employers to post their job openings to 200 of the top job sites with just a single click. Our listeners can now go to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. That's one word, sportsfan, to try ZipRecruiter for free today. A lot of stuff going around in the NFL today, guys. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns had a barn burner of an overtime game. Cleveland almost, almost pulled out the win, but lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers on a deep pass Late in the game, Cleveland now officially has the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Uh, Tennessee Titans took down the Houston Texans 24-17 to today. Both teams finished tied at 9-7 and at the top of the AFC South. Texans get it on a tiebreaker. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers prevailed over the Carolina Panthers 17-16, to while the Cincinnati Bengals had a good showing and beat the Baltimore Ravens 27-10. to 
Indianapolis Colts won 24-20 over the Jacksonville Jaguars, while the Minnesota Vikings absolutely blew out the Chicago Bears 38-10. Vikings finished the season 8-8 after a 5-0 start, only finished 8-8. Not exactly the greatest year. Speaking of not the greatest year, Buffalo Bills fall to the New York Jets, the lowly New York Jets. 30-10. to 10. It looks like there's issues all over the AFC East right now, guys. And we have the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Dallas Cowboys, 27-13. Don't go too crazy. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott barely played in this game. Tony Romo, however, threw a touchdown pass. First one in nearly 14 months. Uh, as for the games going on right now, Atlanta Falcons currently over the New Orleans Saints, 7 to nothing. Four minutes left in the first quarter. Giants and Redskins are tied at zero with three minutes left in the first quarter. The Arizona Cardinals lead the Los Angeles Rams three to nothing at seven minutes left in the first quarter. And then we've got the two important ones that we've got going on. Oakland Raiders down to the Denver Broncos seven to nothing with four minutes left in the first and the Kansas city chiefs tied with the San Diego Chargers three to three, about five minutes left in the first. Whoever wins those games, Kansas city and Oakland still battling for the top spot in the uh, AFC West. So those games will decide who, you know, the Patriots will potentially play down the road. A lot of interesting stuff there. One final score from today, guys, uh, we have with six minutes left in the first quarter, the San Francisco 49ers are currently leading the Seattle Seahawks seven to three. And later tonight we have the battle for the AFC North green Bay Packers will take on the Detroit lions at eight 30 PM around the NFL brought to you by zip recruiter. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's one word, sportsfan. And try ZipRecruiter for free today. Back to you, Mark. Thanks, Ulanji. Patriots, once again, 35-14. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Gillette in the AFC. And it's looking pretty dominant for New England right now. Minus any freak injuries, I don't see the Patriots losing whatsoever. Ever, Mike? I honestly look at, you know, the potential opponents, and it seems to me like in the road couldn't be easier to the Super Bowl. Like, you, you look at the teams, you know, the players, whatnot, and it just this, – this is not, you know, uh, you, there's no fully loaded Denver Broncos team with, you know, the good Peyton Manning, you know. You, the the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of shaky. I feared them a little bit because Roethlisberger has proven himself, but still nobody really fears the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know the Oakland Raiders lost their best player, their quarterback, their leader, so they're clearly not the same. Uh, I know Kansas City, Alex Smith. You know they make the smart, you know, simple plays, but I don't see anybody having a real chance to come to New England. And, and and win a game, whether it be the division round or the, the, the conference championship game. I feel like I don't want to jinx it and hype it up too much, but literally the road couldn't be easier this season, just especially knowing how the Patriots have played all season long and especially over the last couple of games. It just, it just seems easy. It just seems like a foregone conclusion that We'll see the Patriots playing in Super Bowl 51. But like I said, I don't want to hype it up too much or jinx it. But I'm just using the eye test and looking at the stats and, 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 and whatnot. And it just seems like this New England Patriots team is a juggernaut. And they're rolling their way right to another Super Bowl appearance. 
And now we're about to enter our segment with Harris. Harris of the Patriots Beat Podcast, which is released first thing every Friday morning on CLNSRadio.com and the CLNS Radio mobile app. Harris, we're speaking on how the Patriots have an easy road, according to Mike Nice. You know, the playoffs go through through Gillette. Is this team Super Bowl win or bust? This team is probably the best Patriots team that they've had since, I don't know, maybe 2007. I think this Patriots team is better than the one that won the Super Bowl in 2014. This, this, This Patriots team isn't built on stars like it was back in 2014 when you had Gronkowski playing the full season, Revis leading the secondary. You know, everyone's doing their thing. But this year, for the first time in a very long time, the entire Patriots team is working as a unit with Tom Brady as the engine pushing them forward. The offensive line doesn't have any massive stars on it. The receiving core outside of, you know, the, outside of Julian Edelman, who's not exactly what you'd call a superstar, is not packed with stars. The defensive line is not packed with stars. This, even the secondary isn't. This is a team that is built as a whole. It is, there are no obvious deficiencies, whichever way you look. Devin McCourty's having the best season of his career. Hightower had a Pro Bowl season. You know, Trey Flowers has come along really strongly in the second half of this year. You know, th- this is a complete football team. They play complementary football. They win situational, uh, situational football as well. I just, this is the team that Bill Belichick has always wanted to create. And it, there's a reason why it's working so well. So you're you're convinced that this team right here, this 2016 Patriots team, is possibly better than the 2007 Patriots team that went undefeated? No, no, no. Okay, Nothing, okay. No team will ever be better than the 07 team simply because there's no one on this planet who can equal what 2007 Randy Moss was. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. But you you look at their teams after that, and obviously they had a lot of great teams. You know, that 2011 team – where Brady went 36-4 and four on the interception ratio, a record that he shattered this season. You know, you look at the 2014, like I said, with Revis and Gronk, those guys are gone and replaced with units. You know, they, they don't have – this team has Tom Brady. But outside of that, where are the superstars? You know, this is just a, a unit-driven team. And, you know, look at the – for instance, look at the, the game they had against the Dolphins today. You know, situational football – up, I believe it was 13 points. Dolphins have the ball at the 20-yard line. Situational football. Patriots need to create a turnover or hold them to a field goal. What do they do? Not only do they force a turnover, they take it. Uh, Shane McClellan takes it back 70 yards, forces uh, forces the Miami Dolphins defense back onto the field. Patriots punch it in for a touchdown. That's a 14-point swing with one play. That's just what this team has been doing the past six weeks. You know, I keep coming on the show and saying, oh, this Patriots defense only works when they force turnovers. And by God, have they been forcing turnovers the past five weeks. This, this team is, is special. It's very good. But, again, it's not, if, if, if it doesn't win the Super Bowl, it's obviously not better than the 2014 team. But this team storming into the playoffs right now, and you look at the rest of the AFC, it, 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 it looks pretty promising that they'll at least make it there. They should make it there by by all accounts of everything you just said. But another question that, you know, is going to be a question for a couple of weeks now is Tom Brady. We all know he served that four-game four game, um, suspension. He has 28 touchdowns this season, two interceptions, which is an NFL record for TD to interception ratio. 
I probably know what you're going to say already because you've been saying it for a couple of weeks, but is this a definite, clear statement that Tom Brady is the MVP of this season? I don't know if the, if, if the touchdown-interception ratio is a definite, you know, yes, he should win MVP because, again, he did miss four games. He has only played 12 games, but he's gone 11-1 and one with over, I believe, 2,800 yards, maybe 3,000 yards. I'm not sure what the exact yardage stat is plus the touchdown-to-interception ratio, plus the fact that the Patriots have the number one seed in the AFC. It, it just, why, you know, why not give it to Tom Brady again this year? I mean, Matt Ryan's had a good year, sure, but I don't know. Do you want to give Matt Ryan the MVP for this season? You know, I would have given it to Derek Carr, to be totally honest, if they ended up with the number two seed. 100% would have given it to Derek Carr, because I really do believe that the most valuable player – doesn't necessarily need to go to the league's best player, just the player that's most valuable to their team. And Derek Carr wants that. But with, with him getting injured, I don't think you can give him the MVP. But, you know, Stafford's kind of falling away. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get an MVP. You know, he was pretty poor for about five to six games during the middle of the season and turned on the last five or six. But, you know, the 28-2 to two interception ratio in 12 games. 12 games. I remember when he went 36-4 to four in 16 games. So you add on those first four games of the year, you maybe add one interception, maybe two, along with eight or nine touchdowns. That brings him up to about 36 touchdowns to three interceptions. And he won the MVP that year. So I think it's a little difficult not to say it's his award to lose at this point. Looking at, you know, everything you just said, we've been talking about, you know, Patriots – like a foregone conclusion that they'll be in the Super Bowl, possibly. Who would you like to see come out of the NFC and be an opponent in in the Super Bowl? I'd love to see the Dallas Cowboys. Just because I, I, I have been banging the drum for Dak Prescott all year. He has been outstanding. He's playing the quarterback position in a beautiful kind of way that I don't think the the league has seen in, in a long time, especially from this was a conditional fourth-round pick. And Dak Prescott is putting MVP-style numbers. As a, as a rookie, the guy is a 70% completion percentage almost. I believe 25 touchdowns and two interceptions. He's putting up Tom Brady numbers as a rookie. And, you know, you got Ezekiel Elliott. You have that offensive line. Their defense has a, has a decent amount of playmakers on it. But, you know, you always want the two best teams in football. And I feel like the past couple of years, it's never been, oh, who's the, who did the best team in the, in the league win this year? No, usually it was the hottest team. But if we get a Patriots-Cowboys Super Bowl, we will definitely see, all right, who has been the best team in football this year? And I guess the, the top two teams this year have been the Cowboys and Patriots since, I guess, week five. Definitely, and that could be an interesting Super Bowl matchup as well. But that's looking way, way ahead. We got to start thinking about who the Patriots are going to play in the playoffs. Well, Harris, thank you once again for calling in and giving us your take on this week's Patriots game. Thanks for having me on, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy man. New Year, man. Harris of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio. Download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, the CLNS Radio mobile app released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. 
Eastern. And it's about that time we start talking about stars and sorries of the week. But before that, let's hear some words from our sponsors. I just want to take a moment to talk to you about Movement Watches. Movement Watches, if you haven't heard of this company, it started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So what did they do? They started their own company. Guys after my own heart, that's for sure. I love young entrepreneurs. As you know, CLNS Radio was founded by a bunch of Celtics fans way back in 2009, and from there we started a a company that made a career out of it. So we can absolutely relate to the owners of Movement Watches. And let me tell you, I purchased the Chrono Gunmetal Watch. This watch is so sleek, so cool, black stainless steel, it's light, it's versatile, it's great for dress occasions or even casual affairs. A little bit more about Movement Watches, they start at $95. I purchased the Chrome Gunmetal Watch for under $100, and I know with the watch I purchased, you're looking at $400 to $500 in a department store. So... Give yourself a big discount off a watch right in time for the holidays. You can get 15% off today with free shipping, and if you don't like the watch, guess what? You can return it for free. All you have to do is go to movementwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Wait a second, even the name is cool. It's spelled www.mvmtwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Now is the time to step up your watch game, folks, and I can tell you since I got... The Chrono Gunmetal Watch. I've been getting complimented left and right. Get your 15% off. Get your free shipping. No risk involved. You can return the watch if you don't like it. And you're also supporting Celtics Beat Podcast and CLNS Radio. Again, go to mvmtwatches.com slash Celtics Beat. CLNS Radio's leading online coverage of the Boston Celtics now even more comprehensive than ever. From the Celtics post-game show to the Guard Report to CSL and to Celtics Beat, CLNS Radio's Boston Celtics News Feed provides narrated breaking news, game recaps, and news and notes for the NBA's winningest franchise, all provided in real time. Don't have the time to surf the web or search engines and plunge your head into your computer or smartphone to read up on all the latest on the Celtics? No problem. Multitask while listening to CLNS's Celtics News Feed. And for the 2016-17 NBA campaign, the Boston Celtics pregame report with myself, Larry A. Trussell, will be released on the news feed on game days at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, making it the first pregame report to air anywhere. We will give you a featured interview from someone providing opposing insight, pregame notes, and go on a Celtics draft pick watch, all in just 12 minutes or less. Available on the Boston Celtics news feed on iTunes and Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. In the final game of the season, the Patriots traveled to Miami where they have struggled as of late, but go out there and a defying win, 35-14, to 14, and they do not have to go on the road no longer. The road to the playoff goes through Foxborough, and they went 8-0 on the road this year. You know, a great road team for this team, and Patriots are looking real good as the favorite pretty much in the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl. But now let's talk about the stars and sorries of the week. Mike Knight. Yeah, man. Like you said, a big win today. Patriots got got to Miami and took care of business, and now they have home field advantage. But when you look at the game and look at the guy who really stepped up and had a pretty solid performance, you know, had to go to Twitter 
and 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 see what see what they said about uh, the star of the game, and with forty percent of the vote, Michael Floyd is today's star of the game. We talked about him early in the show. Really coming on with the Patriots offensively. You see Tom Brady looking for him with some plays. Had that huge block that opened up uh, the way for Julian Edelman to score his touchdown. Michael Floyd, man, he got it done today, and he could be a huge factor moving forward. So he is today's CLNS Patriots postgame show star of the game. Oh, yeah, deservingly so. I mean, that block was huge. Not only was it did it lead to a touchdown, but Miami Dolphins had a lot of momentum coming in coming into that play. You know, they scored 14, 14 points. The score was 20-14 at at the time, you were kind of uneasy as watching the game. Like, oh man, Miami's coming back, and then that huge play blew it right wide open again. Twenty-seven fourteen, and Patriots just took over from there. So that was a huge play, and then you saw how he fought for his first touchdown. And Michael Floyd is looking like a great pickup, and he's going to be key going into the playoffs. Yeah, but in my personal opinion, when you want to talk about a sorry. I want to give it to the Miami Dolphins. I'll give them credit because, you know, this year they're a wild card team. You know, they get a chance to continue their season and play some some January football, something they're probably not very used to. But I think we all know when it's said and done, (laughs) the Miami Dolphins aren't going anywhere. And they might not even make it out the wild card game. They probably won't most likely won't make it out the wild card game. So, in my opinion, I look at the Miami Dolphins, and I know their season will be ending pretty soon, so I have to give them a sorry. Yeah, Miami Dolphins, they had a they surprisingly woke up late in the second half and went on a nice little run. And even if they do get out that wild card game, they're going to be facing New England at New England. So, it's not looking good for them at all. It's going to be a short-lived playoff run, like you said. So we can give them a nice old sorry. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. No, no sorry from the Patriots and another great performance from them. Can't can't give them anything. Not at all, man. Solid performance, and now it's ready for the football we really care about here in New England, and that's playoff time, baby. Playoff football. Michael Lunch, can you come out here again and give us the scenarios that you're giving us earlier about who Patriots could possibly face? Sure, guys. So the Patriots right now obviously have locked up the number one overall seed. They have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Every other, uh, well, four of the six spots are set. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be slotted in the number three spot. The Houston Texans will be slotted in the number four spot. Now, there's still a battle for the AFC West crown. If Kansas City wins, they and, and Oakland loses, Kansas City wins the AFC West and will get the number two seed. If Oakland wins, uh, they will get the number two seed, dropping Kansas City all the way down to number five. So in that scenario, the Patriots will be awaiting the lowest remaining seed that survives wild card weekend. So it could be one of th- uh, four teams, really. It could be the Oakland Raiders. It could be the Kansas City Chiefs, whichever team loses and falls down to fifth. Uh, and they will have to play the uh, Houston Texans. So it can either be uh, Raiders slash Chiefs, the Houston Texans, or the Miami Dolphins again. So whichever one of those teams makes it out of uh, Wild Card Weekend will be traveling to Foxborough on January 14th. 
January 14th today. And uh, it's looking like we shouldn't be too worried. By the end of tonight, we'll really get a clearer picture on who the Patriots face. But it's going to be the lowest seed, like Alonji said, and I'm not worried at all. Either whoever faces us that first week. Kansas City might give us a tough battle if they're the first opponent. But other than that, the other three, barbecue chicken. I agree with that. Like I said earlier, I don't really fear anybody. You know, a lot of people say Kansas City. I personally say Ben Roethlisberger and and the Steelers' offense. But at the end of the day, oh, my goodness. I just give it to the Patriots making their way through the playoffs. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Alonji, on this season and going on into the playoffs? Well, guys, uh, you know, all in all, fourteen and two. How can you how can you complain about that? It was it was certainly an interesting season, right? I mean, Brady at the beginning, the four game suspension. What's going to happen there? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo comes out and lights the world on fire for six quarters until he busts up his shoulder. Then Jacoby Brissett comes out and shows something until he busts up his thumb. And then Brady comes back and shows us something for, you know, the last 12 games of the season. It was a very impressive season by the Patriots all around. You know, you can say what you want about the defense at certain points of the year. Remember a few weeks ago when we were arguing about the bend but don't break and how much we all hated it and we were all upset about it? And now, look, the Patriots, before they gave up that touchdown to Jarvis Landry earlier in the game, they had gone 30 consecutive drives without giving up a touchdown. Ten quarters without giving up a touchdown on defense. So, I mean, everything is clicking at the right time right now. We've already talked about Brady. He looks unbelievable. Probably the best he's looked in his career. And, you know, three more wins and it's another Super Bowl. I Definitely. can't wait. This is, this is one of the memorable seasons for sure, especially not having Brady start off with the year. Garoppolo, defense going crazy, but yet still ending up 14-2. and two. It's a season to remember, and let's hope they cap it all off by the end of this playoff run. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a fun ride, and we're just going to watch and enjoy and hope for more success to come to this organization. This show will be available for on-demand download by searching for the CLM Radio Patriots game show on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. When you download our feed, you'll also get the Patriots News Feed podcast, our daily news podcast hosted by our content manager, Michael Longi. While you're at it, make sure Patriots Beat Podcast, hosted by Harris, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. You can also check out Tyler Trudeau's video work for CLNS at youtube.com slash CLNS Radio, and catch him on Celtics Newsfeed five days a week on clnsradio.com. And be sure to check out Charles Rustic and Billy White's written work on the Patriots at clnsradio.com. Today's show was brought to you by... Indochino, get any premium soup for $389 when you mention the co-patriots at the Newberry Street Showroom in Boston. Omaha Steaks, get the family gift pack for just $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type the word BEAT, that's B-E-A-T, in the, in the main search bar. And by Blue Apron, get your first three meals for free with free shipping when you go to blueapron.com slash patriots. Want to thank our guests today's callers, and everyone who tune in. For CLNS Radio Executive Producer Larry H. Russell, Patriots Content Manager Michael Longi, my co-host Mike Nice, I'm Marvin Azan. See everyone back here next week when we talk about 
the wild card matchup, and we speak on who the Patriots will face the next week on January 14th. Guys, take care. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. And again, this has been the New England Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. It's playoff time, baby. Let's go, Pats. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.